0: <laughs> on the
1: Jeffree Star. <laughs> Go ahead. Hello and welcome to Dark Alignment. Hi. <laughs> I am Brittany. And I'm Amy. And we are a true crime astrology podcast. Yes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to our mm-hmm. spooky, scary, creepy Halloween <laughs> episode. Please notice our fantastic decorations. We decorated and dressed up. We did. We we. He, we Gave yes. effort.
0: We put effort into our theme. I really yes. have been liking these themed episodes, so we'll probably keep
1: coming up with more themes. There's literally nothing I like more than a theme. <laughs> so I'm living my best life right now. Mm-hmm. And we've got some great um cool shit on the table, okay. including this. Why don't you give them a tour?
0: Because she oh. has some interesting okay. things here. So
1: we have um. our voodoo doll, which is actually I made this doll when I was eight years old, (laughs) and her name is Marianne, and I took her dress off and thought maybe she could be scary, so yay. Did you make her, when you made her, were you thinking of anyone um, I just wanted to make a doll because okay. I saw it on like a cartoon or some shit. So she probably doesn't
0: doesn't embody anyone's. No, because um, she has red a, hair. A connection to anyone's
1: spirit? No, okay. she's connected to my spirit. Okay. <laughs> and my grandma helped me make her. So shout out, Mama who definitely does not listen to this oh podcast. God. No, I don't think she'd like all the swear words that yeah. I use. Um, but we also have this fancy fucking OJ glove, so that's some good shit. OJ glove. Um, we've got some. Voodoo doll. Yes. Fake gourds. Real gourds. Yep. This pumpkin lights. situation. Pumpkins. and These are my fancy bathtub lights, so oh my God. you're And welcome. then we have a
0: cedar smudge stick today. We're doing cedar now. And we have a spider. Oh, yeah, and the spider. We've got we a spider. So
1: that's the tour.
0: <laughs> kind of hard to see the. We got a spider. Okay.
1: That is the tour of our set today. (laughs) Because I'm sure you noticed the difference. Um, But this is our eighth episode, which is crazy that you guys have been coming back and that we've been Mm -hmm. doing this. Last time we discussed the party monster, King of the Club Kids, Michael Alec. Um, And then this week we've got a really heavy hitter for you guys, specifically for Halloween. So... If you are watching any scary, spooky movies to get in the mood... You gotta watch a scary movie. um, It's gonna be cold. It's (laughs) it's gonna be cold and you're gonna need a scary movie. And actually three popular cult classics were based on the crimes of the gentleman we are about to discuss. We are going to be talking about... Ed Yeah, Yay, Ed Gein. So, not, we're, we're, we're not, not like, cheering. No, I mean, he sucks. We're not cheering
0: for him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 um, so, Ed Gein is an American serial killer whose crimes were so disturbing, they did inspire some classics you may remember Psycho, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So, Leatherface was based Mm -hmm. on Ed Gein. And then also, Silence of the Lambs, the character Buffalo Bob, who made the skin suit, um, totally based on Ed Gein, because he fucking did that shit. And uh, so, some of his nicknames, because they all have nicknames, it seems. (laughs) uh, He was known as the Butcher of Plainfield and the Plainfield Ghoul. (laughs) Are you scared? I haven't haven't heard the word ghoul Ghoul. in a really long time.
0: Like, probably since, like, some kind of Scooby-Doo cartoon. That's
1: really (laughs) true. The ghouls and the goblins. I I don't
0: think I've actually heard, yeah, I don't think anybody,
1: we're bringing it back. We're bringing ghoul back this season, so um, there you go. Also, didn't say this before, but please, uh, if you're tuning in, Give us a like and subscribe. If so, you're still here, if you're still here, if we didn't Go hear ahead and you,
0: like. hit like. <laughs> Uh, you can subscribe and you can hit the bell so you know when we have an episode up. Or you could, like, follow us on Instagram and we post about it on there.
1: At Dark Alignment Mm -hmm. on Instagram. And if you really,
0: really like us, you can support us on Patreon and that means a lot to us.
1: That would mean everything to us. And thank you to our (laughs) our Patreon supporters. You guys make it happen, Mm -hmm. make it possible for us to keep doing the show. Absolutely. we are still looking to expand to other platforms, still Mm -hmm. figuring out the kinks of that. Mm -hmm. But... I guess, without further ado, let's trigger warning it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, trigger warning. You've been warned. This is a really disturbing story. Uh, some fucked up shit goes down. So, I hope you're here for it. Uh, let's let's party. Yes. <laughs> so, we are going to introduce Mr. Edward Theodore Gein. Ooh. He was born August 27th, 1906.
0: And we have a time at 11.30 p.m. Oh, wow. That's
1: There's good now. stuff. Almost the witching hour. I like it when they're born <laughs> in the witching, witching hour. hour. Um, and he was born in Plainfield, Wisconsin. So the only things I know about Wisconsin are cheese <laughs> and serial killers because they've got some of the... Apparently it's a bad place. <laughs> I know that it's a bad place, but it's a place that's had a lot of serial killers mm-hmm. that have done some fucked up shit. So not sure about that. So, Ed Gein as a child, let's talk about little Eddie. Aww, little, Ed. little Eddie. He loves his mama, like hardcore loves his mom. Mm. Augusta Gein, uh, his fantastic mother, was the apple of his eye literally his entire life, even after she passed away. So, he also had a brother named Henry and a shitty alcoholic father named George. And he couldn't hold a job, and Mommy totally hated him for it. So oh so there's nice family dynamic happening. Mm-hmm. Um, his dad actually owned a grocery store for a little while, and then eventually sold it and moved the family to an isolated farm that Ed remained at for the rest of his uh, free life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay. Free life. <laughs> Not all of his days, but until he went to prison. So... Augusta was, like, super overprotective of both of her sons and didn't want anyone influencing them, so (laughs) the isolation farm Mm. was her fucking jam. Mm. Like, that was all she could ever want. She constantly told the boys that the outside world was scary and dangerous, so she's like, brainwashing them, and that all women were devilish, who were skanks, except for her, of course. She was the only pure woman. I was gonna say. Now, everybody but me. Like... (laughs) The rest oh, oh my. of them? I cannot
0: are... imagine. Okay.
1: And you have a little boy. I'm just, yeah. Can you imagine telling him that shit? That's. Well, because we've been considering
0: homeschool, you know? Oh. And then some people will homeschool for the purpose of isolation, mm-hmm. uh, so they can, you know, just keep them away from the ideas of the world right. around them. Uh, that is not my purpose for it. Right. Um, so you just get a lot of questions like, what if they're not socialized enough, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, pr- trust me, he'll be socialized. <laughs> he'll be doing lots of things. He's fantastic. Also, Isolation, <laughs> no.
1: Yeah, so in addition to telling uh, her sons that women were, like, terrible except her, Mm -hmm. she also really loved reading the Old Testament to them, which is, like, fun times, good stuff, fire brimstone, we're all going to hell. (laughs) Oh. Um, And she preferred the verses about death and murder because that's what kids need to know. Oh, wow. Uh, Why wouldn't you? I mean, if you're going to pick a verse, pick the good ones. Um mm-hmm. and on the subject of homeschooling, this is I think the second most shocking uh fact about Ed Gein is that mm-hmm. he was not homeschooled.
0: Oh, so he, he was He went to public school, Not entirely isolated. Yes.
1: So he did actually go to school and he wasn't like creepy Bible homeschooled so like you would expect. He's so he's being getting in this conflicting.
0: Two conflicting worlds. Yeah, basically. well,
1: yeah. kind of, because uh, he was really awkward and shy and mm-hmm. didn't have friends and he was really strange. Mm-hmm. He had these, like, weird mannerisms and it was, like, really socially off-putting. Mm-hmm. So people were not, like, trying to be his friend and hang out with him. Mm-hmm. He kind of repelled the other kids. Mm-hmm. One of the things that they say he did, like, he would just burst into this weird laughter out of nowhere. So he'd be just, no one's talking to him, and he's just like, (laughs) Uh, and uh, it was like he was laughing at his own personal inside jokes. And I'm sure they were hilarious, but nobody else (laughs) knew about them. So it was fucking weird. And whenever he did try to make friends, Mm -hmm. his mom actually punished him for it. So... Even though he was, like, socially fucked, he was a really good student and made good grades, and he enjoyed reading. So, um, yeah, he he was pretty intelligent, which is interesting. Okay. So this next section, that's the childhood covered. Next section is called Creepy Adult Life, an Oedipus Complex Forever. (laughs) Uh, So at this point, his dad finally drinks himself to death, and Ed is 34 years old this time. Uh daddy was the provider. So now Ed and Henry are supposed to provide for their mom. So mm. they start doing like random, odd jobs around town. And they like people liked the brothers. Like yeah. people thought they were they were nice, nice guys. Um Ed was actually a top choice babysitter. Oh. Um no <laughs> So, it actually seemed to relate more to kids than adults. It was just like, oh, well, I don't fucking like it. I don't no, care. No, I don't, I like don't that. love that. No, don't like that shit. Uh, <laughs> so, then his brother Henry mm-hmm. meets a divorcee oh. and really wants to get serious with her, which you know pissed off that mom so fucking hardcore I mean, an unmarried, Ugh. a divorced woman? Excuse me? Like, no. That would be a whole thing. So during right. that time, like, the conflict between Henry and Augusta mm-hmm. strained the relationship between Henry and Ed because Ed loved his mom so much. So, like, mm-hmm. the two start getting weird, and any time that Henry, like, says anything negative about Augusta, Ed is just, like, super butt hurt. He can't handle it. He, like, kind of loses his shit. So, now let's talk about something else really weird. On May 16th, 1944, Henry and Ed were, like, burning some stuff on the property, and the fire gets out of control. So, it's kind of like a wildfire situation. It draws attention from, you know, passersby, and the local fire department comes and puts out the fire. So, by the end of the day, fire is out. Everybody's gone. There's smoldering shit on the ground. And Ed reports his brother missing. No. hmm hmm So uh, a search party goes out with lanterns and flashlights, and everybody's, like, looking for Henry. And then his dead body is found lying face down. Mm. And apparently he had been dead for quite a while. Wow. Which is interesting. Um, they concluded that it was heart failure since there was no nothing, like, he hadn't been shot or burned or injured, from what anybody could tell, but it was later reported that Henry had bruises on his head. Still, police, like, totally oh dismissed my. any option of foul play. How? I- you know, it's 1944, so this is oh, kind of, oh is very different time, so I, I attribute a lot of it to that. This is like Black Dahlia times. This is like, Okay, okay. you know, it's in that same era. Yeah. Uh, police work was... You know, well, I i mean, I don't see any gunshot wounds here, so it looks like everything's going to be fine. I think it's like probably voice. died of natural causes. I like the voice. I don't know where that voice came from. I, like I love doing voices. I don't know what that one was. That makes
0: sense. You like, uh, you know, you like karaoke. I could see the like, voices I being, yeah. I love
1: karaoke. Let's get it straight. So, oh,
0: my, my bad. <laughs> like
1: is not a strong oh enough my for my feelings for karaoke. <laughs> Seriously, I have a whole karaoke like system in my house.
0: Yeah, I think mm-hmm. every time I've been to her house, almost it's like, like let's do been, karaoke because yeah.
1: that's what we do there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time. Y'all it should is, come. actually is. It is.
0: <laughs> I haven't enjoyed karaoke more aside from your house.
1: It gets except this
0: one time at a bar. I had a real, I did, I did look at me now, and there were like girls that got up and started dancing around me, so that was, that was, might be pearl. Girl, it. I that would have been twerking be all
1: over that floor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know I
0: would. I totally got
1: you off track, Sorry. go ahead. No, I enjoyed it. Uh, do, dot, D. So, in No Foul Play, they uh, officially listed the death as asphyxiation, mm-hmm. and that's kind of interesting. Because right. they couldn't prove, like, so turning on fire uh, or, like, okay. the, I, I don't know. I don't know how they came to that conclusion. Don't love that
0: conclusion.
1: And the authorities were just, like, pretty chill with the accident theory, and no official investigation was ever done, and an autopsy was not performed. So, mm. some this people... Some people suspected that Ed Gein killed his brother, and me fucking too. Yeah, um, that, that's
0: where my mind went. But, of course, no one
1: can prove it, so <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, and you know, the way our system works. If you mm-hmm. can't prove it, it didn't happen. Hello, OJ. What? Um. So now, guess what? What? It's just Mommy and me. That's Ed and Mommy just oh, thank goodness. in the farmhouse alone together, just what he's <laughs> always wanted. Uh-huh. He had mom all to himself at last, which makes me want to sing at last, but I won't. (laughs) So then um, shortly after Henry's death, Augusta has a stroke that's pretty devastating. It's kind of like there's some paralysis involved. And Ed just devotes himself to taking care of her, of course, because he's super devoted to his mom. And Augusta was still like, even though she was sick and frail, was real crazy about women and thought they were all, like, mm-hmm. stupid skanks and talked about it a lot. It and she loved to call parlots and whores. It's her favorite topic. It sounds so, like she would
0: have been great to have a conversation with.
1: She sounds, yeah, like, fun. Just so lovely. She would hate um, the world today so much. <laughs> like, she would just... All oh, those whores! Mm, she would hate it. Whores. Whores! Um, so... That's probably, I mean, she was pretty obsessed with it, which may be why she had a second stroke. And then she, like, super deteriorated. Because in December of 1945, December 29th to be exact, so a little bit after Christmas, Mm -hmm. uh, Augusta passes away at the age of 67. Okay. And Ed is now, like, super devastated. He lost his best friend, his weird mom-wife. He was, like, completely alone in the world because at this point he's 39 and single and his whole family is dead. His mom, his dad, his brother. And 39? Like, seriously? I'm yeah. 32. So yeah. Do they, like, that's, that's pretty young to have lost literally your entire family. Yeah. So this next section is called... It is unsupervised. <laughs> so, <I supervised> <laughs> he got to keep the farm, and he still earned money from odd jobs, and uh, he made a shrine to mommy in the house. Man. He boarded up the rooms that she used, including the upstairs and downstairs parlor in the living room, and he left them totally untouched, while the rest of the house became a living fucking hell of hoarder nastiness. Man. Um... And his mom's room was just, like, super pristine. And in the photo gallery that I included in our pictures... Yes. (laughs) uh, There are pictures of Mommy's area and the rest of
0: the house. Just... Oh, I just Googled her to get her sign, like, at least her Uh... son's sign. I got a interesting picture that came
1: up oh i'm sorry you're seeing some <laughs> fucked up shit
0: no it's okay i'm just it's just funny
1: no you gotta stay in the photo gallery don't look I'm at pictures i'm sorry the photo gallery, the I'm, photo gallery. Photo gallery. <laughs> I'm sorry i um strategically pulled only photos that i thought were like not the worst ones i looked at some i just really googled people. her name <laughs> you you can't google her name how many times <laughs> do i have to tell you <laughs> I just Googled uh, boobs. What if, <laughs> I'm trying to look at boobs. Actually, if you Google Ed Gein and Boobs, you're not gonna, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna You're do not do that. gonna be happy with I'm the not results. Do that. I did not include those photos <laughs> because they made me feel weird. I disturbed. think at a
0: different time in my life I could watch I could look at it, but not right now.
1: I looked at every single right photo that was under the Man. sun and it was pretty horrifying. Um so, you
0: just can't unsee something. No, else.
1: I've been so, yeah,
0: be a warning for everyone out there. Trigger warning. Be
1: careful, like, Googling mm. any of these pictures. We are going to share some I'm of gonna, the ones yes. of the house mm-hmm. and um, mom's area and the rest mm-hmm. of the house, just kind of the comparison because it's pretty right. wild. Like, I had an image of my in my head of what that would have looked like, the contrast between how clean mom's area was and, like, what the rest of the house looked like. And I was mm. not prepared, you know. It's like you think you can imagine it, but you can't. No. Um, so... Ed lived in a small room next to the kitchen, and around this time, he became pretty interested in reading some, like, different magazines with adventure mm-hmm. stories, and he really loved the ones that involved cannibals and Nazi stuff, so that's interesting. He has a special interests, um, and he found magazines to cater to those interests. Of course, look at the time frame. Yeah. It's in the 40s. There's lots of Nazi things happening. Um, but Ed was overall like a handyman, and uh, he occasionally worked for a local road crew and did some like crop threshing. And uh, sometime, sometime between 1946 and 1956, he also sold a big chunk of land that was his brother's. Oh. So he's like kind of finding ways to keep himself mm-hmm. Going making that money. To, yeah. And then in my notes, I wrote, OMG, he is the original Eddie Money. <laughs> I'm stupid. Oh, I God. think I wrote that last night at, like, 1 a.m. Um, so now, here we are. The big triggers are here, bitch. Like, we're about to do um, Shake Got Weird is the name of this category because, brace yourselves, y'all. On the morning of November 16, 1957, Plainfield hardware store owner Bernice Warden disappeared. Mm-hmm. A plainful resident reported that the hardware store's truck had been driven out from the rear of the building around 9:30 a.m., and the hardware store was closed the entire day. And some area residents believe that that was because it was deer hunting season. Like it was common, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. let's close everything down. I'm gonna be gone. Right. I put a put a sign up, like back tomorrow or whatever. You know how that shit works. <laughs> um, but Bernice's son was actually the deputy sheriff. And when he entered the store around 5 p.m. to find the cash register open and bloodstains on the floor, he, like, yeah. knew something was up. And he told investigators that Ed Gein had been in the store the evening before his mother's disappearance. Mm-hmm. And he actually he actually told people, like, that he was going to come back the next morning for a gallon of antifreeze. So, Mm. of course, there was a sales slip for the gallon of antifreeze. Right. And it was the last thing written by Bernice. So, it was, like, laying by the cash register. So, we kind of left a paper trail Mm -hmm. of all that. Right. Um, And now she's gone. So, on that same day, later that night, uh, Ed was arrested at a grocery store. Okay. Because he was their prime suspect. That's the way they did shit back then, too. They didn't really need much to, they could just fucking arrest you. Yeah, You know, now that's they cannot different. do that. That is not how our system works. Luckily, that's not how our system works. Because uh, there's a lot of wrongful convictions, and if they could just go around arresting people without evidence. I mean, there was a little bit of evidence in this, but not enough. They have to question you first. But anyway, blah. Um, <laughs> they decide to go out and search Ed's farm. And they were not mm-hmm. fucking prepared for what they found. Because upon arrival, they discovered bernice's decapitated body in ed's shed whoa she i saw the picture of this this is the one i can't unsee she was hung upside down by her legs with a crossbar at her ankles and ropes at her wrist and her torso was dressed out like a deer so she was cut she was cut completely from wow yeah It, it was a
0: was but she was wound. likely
1: decapitated first, right? Or not sure. it, We don't know what she lived through. We don't. we don't. Okay. We don't know what she lived through. Um, She had also been shot with a 22 okay. caliber rifle. Oh, nope, here we go. Mutilations were made after her death. I did not All take right. that. I couldn't remember. Cool. So, I mean. <laughs> I mean, not cool. It's not cool, but. Cooler than being alive for it. Uh, Yeah, the thought of. The thought of that whole thing, after actually seeing the pictures and seeing, like, oh, God. It was, mm. it was a lot. I can never see it today. Every time I would blink, I'd be like, ah, <laughs> ah, there it is. I'm like, no, don't look that picture up. No, um, no, no, anyway, no. this is the part that's really, really fucked up because this is what, this is just a whole paragraph that's a list of what the authorities found when they searched the house. Okay. Nobody could have prepared themselves for this. And even reading the list, it's hard to imagine, like, actually seeing this. So they found whole human bones and fragments, a trash can made of human skin, human skin covering several chair seats, like a nice little cushion, um, skulls on his bedposts, female skulls just kind of, like, laying around. Um, Some of them had the tops sawn off, so they were made into, like, a bowl or, like, a Mm -hmm. goblet, so interesting um this is one of the pictures that i chose not to include in our stuff because it was really disturbing he had a corset made from a female torso and it was skinned all the way from the shoulders to the waist Whoa. so the breasts are fully intact wow um really disturbing all of the attention to detail and like... and yeah though no, it's it's pristine like yeah. like it's perfectly wow. a woman's figure um Leggings made from human skin. I could not find a picture of those. I was really interested to see those. And I like what? It's hard to picture that. Yeah. yeah. I I like that was one that I was like I need something to go on yeah. here. I could not find a picture of that. Um, masks made from the skin of female heads. Which
0: mm-hmm.
1: saw all of those. Um, this one was one of the worst. Another one of his his victims was named Mary Hogan, and mm-hmm. her face. Uh, Her skull was in a box, and then he had her face mask in a paper bag. Wow. It's really disturbing. Um, Bernice's entire head was in a burlap sack, which I also saw that picture. Um, And he had her heart in a plastic bag, like, by the stove. Mm -hmm. This is one of the weirdest ones. There were nine vulvas in a shoebox. Like, Oh Volva. My, we're my talking... head. We're talking to
0: Volvo the vehicle.
1: No, we're talking That's
0: not what you hear every day. We're <laughs> talking
1: a vaginal yeah. region yeah. cut out. So that's nine wow. female organs. Um yeah. So that was really fucked up. Um also a young girl's dress and uh, a belt made from female nipples, which there's a picture of that in the photo I think gallery. I've seen that. It's in the photo yeah. gallery. And I was pretty impressed with the clasp and like how it was it was one of those, it was just like, what am the I craftsmanship? R- what am I looking at? Like oh it's it's horrifying. And then when you really think, Yeah, please burn some cedar. We're gonna yeah, here we go. Um he had four noses, just like random noses cut off and hanging out. Um, a pair of lips on a window shade drawstring. So like where the spider huh. is, right. A pair of lips to like. That's a wow. weird that's a the the attention to detail is insane. It is. Um and then I mean, we're not even done. A lampshade mm-hmm. made from the skin of a human face, which I've these pictures are wow. horrific. Because you're thinking like he's turning this on as a working lamp and these faces are illuminated. Like it's super mm-hmm. fucked up. Um he had fingernails from female fingers, and that's the whole list. All of the articles were photographed by the state crime lab, and then they mm-hmm. were destroyed. So. Dang. I think they didn't want to. I, You know, a lot of me is like, I'm glad they destroyed it, because mm-hmm. that's, those, that's putting victims on display, right. and it's really degrading, and. Yeah. At the same time, it's like, that's so fascinating, and. I, I don't know what else they... Uh, yeah, I don't I mean, even it's know. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want people to, like, think that's a collector's item and, like, no. you know how mm-hmm. people do. Okay. So. Deep breath. That was some heavy shit. We're not out of the woods yet, though, because now we're going to talk about some graveyard shit. So now they have Ed at the station and they're questioning him. And he told the investigators that between 1947 and 1952... He made as many as 40 visits to three local graveyards to exhume recently buried bodies. And he claimed okay. that he was in a daze-like state. So that was the thing with Ed Gein is that he wasn't killing... He did kill people. He did. He mm-hmm. did actually murder a few women. But most of these body parts came from people's loved ones who were recently buried. Wow. And the ground was still soft. Like, he would go wow mm-hmm. when it was easy to dig up mm-hmm. and uh on about 30 of those visits ed claims that he came out of the days when he was in the cemetery and and left with no bodies so okay. he's saying like it was almost like he was saying he was hypnotized and was just like like end he up was there. trying not to and I, you know and sometimes mm-hmm. i just i left empty handed i didn't even bring home a prize like what <laughs> the fuck dude um And then on other occasions, he actually dug up the graves, and he was looking for, specifically, women in their middle-aged time of life that resembled his mother. Mm -hmm. So if they resembled Mommy, Mm -hmm. Mommy Augusta, he took their bodies home, Mm -hmm. tanned their skins, and made his DIY household wares and other things, the paraphernalia. (laughs) He made some shit. Um, he admitted to stealing from nine graves at local cemeteries and led investigators to those locations. So mm. the state crime lab uh, participated in opening three test graves just because it's like they kind of thought he was full of shit. Right.
0: Like you know? that, it's hard to believe. This something. is
1: this is like beyond comprehension. Even though they had just seen like all that fucked up shit in his house, it's still like, is this mm. guy? Are is this we guy sure? serious? Are we So they, you know, Mm -hmm. wanted to test those graves, and uh, they were exhumed, and then authorities just, like, another thing was they couldn't believe that he could single-handedly dig up a grave. That's a lot of labor. But he was apparently pretty fucking motivated, because he totally did. Um, And just as he described, the exhumed graves were found empty. Uh, One of them actually had a crowbar in there in place of the body. Another one was empty. And then uh, one, let's see, sorry, I lost my place. Um, most of the body was gone from the third grave, so it wasn't totally gone. He got parts of the body, which is really interesting. Okay. Um, and another weird thing he did is, like, he returned some of the rings and the body parts, like, back to the grave after the fact. Mm-hmm. So... There was no denying that he had done this. Like, he was not kidding. So now, this next section is called, Ed gives you the hot goss. (laughs) So, soon after his mother's death, Ed began to create a woman suit so that he could become his mother, and this is a direct quote, to literally crawl into her skin. Mm. Let that sink in. Um, So, he denied... He denied having sex with any of the bodies he exhumed because it was, like, often thought that he was a necrophiliac. And he yeah. claims that he was not. Uh, he And his reasoning, are you ready for the reason why? He, why? Yeah, yeah, they smelled too bad. Mm-hmm. But you're, like, cutting them up and turning them into household items, but I, I don't know. Fuck I'm, that. Okay. I mean, I'm glad that he didn't do that to any of the victims. Yeah. Um, or at least he says he didn't. We don't actually know.
0: Yeah.
1: But, like, otherwise he would have been down. You know, if the smell would have been better? That's that's what it means to me. Whatever.
0: Maybe if he had some incense to burn, uh, like a glade plug Like You know,
1: glade plug-ins. Um, Febreze was invented. Febreze. <laughs> Jesus, that's horrible. Um. So, Yeah. During interrogation, he also admitted to the shooting of Mary Hogan, a tavern owner who'd been missing since 1954, and that was one of the heads found in the house that we okay. talked about. And he denied any memory of like the details of her death, but he did in some
0: kind of zone, according to him. Yeah, when he does these things.
1: And you know, like once all this came to light, people started coming forward with like their weird Ed stories. One of those stories came from a 16-year-old kid whose parents were, like, friends with Ed. Mm -hmm. They attended ball games together and, Mm -hmm. like, went to movies with him. And this kid said that Ed had shrunken heads in his house. So that's a weird tidbit that he was just... I mean, a 16-year-old's like, cool. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. a 16-year-old boy, I can see being like, oh, yeah. Because you
0: think it's like, obviously, they didn't make them if you did. Like, you see that in museums.
1: Yeah. I don't know. And they totally thought it was fine because... Ed described them as relics from the Philippines, yeah. sent by a cousin who had served in the islands during World War II. It's totally chill. I was totally fine.
0: I wouldn't want that in my
1: house anyway. Right? But but he had a story to pass it off, and it's just kind of like weird okay. shit like that that the townspeople right. are like kind of like people
0: already heard some some weird things.
1: I they knew know. there was riff raff afoot. No one was, no one was, like, totally shocked. I, I mean, they were shocked by the crimes, but not that, like, Ed was capable of the crimes, yeah. if you know what I mean. Um, so, they, wow. uh, let's see. Oh, the shrunken heads were actually determined to be the masks that he had, like the Dang. face the face masks. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was considered a suspect in several other unsolved cases. And, uh, including the disappearance of a babysitter named Evelyn Hartley. Yeah. So, during questioning, the sheriff gets, like, super fucking pissed at Ed. Because Ed's, like, telling him all these things that he did. Mm-hmm. And the police officer actually assaults him and bangs his head and face into a brick wall. Wow. And which is kind of like, I mean, calm the fuck down, but also way to go dick <laughs> oh but the problem with that is it made his confession inadmissible inadmissible in court wow. so that was actually not good i'm sure like we all wanted to beat his head into a brick wall but uh that sheriff actually died of heart failure at the age of 43 just before ed's trial and people who knew him said that he was just completely traumatized by hearing ed's crimes and being a part of this investigation well, yeah. So, like, along with the fear of having to testify and relive it and talk about assaulting Ed Gein. So, mm. like, that that stress fucked him up. And now we're, we're wrapping it up here. This section is called Bye. Um, on November 21st, 1957.
0: That's the day after my birthday. <gasps>
1: Oh, my God. Everything seems to be happening around my birthday. Finally. Finally, Amy's, my birthday comes up. Amy's getting her time to shine with uh-huh. her birthday. I love it. That makes me happy. Also, thank goodness it's not another Pisces situation. He's I, not a Pisces. He's, he's not, not a Pisces. He's not a Pisces. I actually don't know what his sign is. I don't, oh, you'll find out. I don't remember you'll his You'll find
0: birthday. out if you keep listening.
1: <laughs> keep listening. I don't remember his birthday. So, um, he was arraigned on one count of first-degree murder, and he pled not guilty by reason of insanity. Okay. He was diagnosed with schizophrenia, but he was found mentally. Co- oh, he was found mentally incompetent and could not uh, be there at the trial. That's mm. that was their determination, but doctors disagreed. So, that's sorry, bro.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. The, I'm sure he had some issues though. And that's the thing. I in, just don't know. <laughs> NGBRI defense is really, like, it's still a tough one to prove. Like, you almost have to be... You have to be to a point where you cannot um, assist in your defense right. at all, like where you can't offer mitigating evidence, mm-hmm. where you can't say, well, I had a terrible childhood. Like it's, it's yeah. really when
0: you are. You're so, you have to be so far gone, right? Yes. Like where you couldn't control your actions. You have to be actions.
1: to a point where you can't assist in your own defense. Uh, okay. And that that's kind of the main piece of, of okay. GBRI defense. Um, so that's interesting. Didn't mean to go off on a tangent there, I, I but think it's, I, w-
0: I didn't know a lot about it. So. Yeah, there's
1: a there's a lot of uh, qualifiers, and huh. schizophrenia is not one of them because mm-hmm. many people with schizophrenia function right regularly in society. Absolutely, it is not a split personality disorder like a lot of people think. Mm-hmm. Um, there yeah, are, it,
0: people people talk about it like. Very inaccurately, it's one
1: of the most yeah. stigmatized mental yeah. illnesses that there is. Um, so that's something like, please do some research on schizophrenia because it's a really fascinating. Yeah. um, People, most people with schizophrenia are not violent and and can function very well in very society. True. So, just want to say my piece on that. As I no, usually, I'm glad you did. I usually go off on a <laughs> mental health tangent, and this is no exception. So. Um, the trial began on november 7th 1968 and lasted a whole week so that was like almost 10 years before the trial which is kind of crazy or over 10 years almost 11 years um from the time he was arraigned mm-hmm. to the time that his trial took place so that's interesting um and at the request was of a the, long time yeah yeah now we have the right to a speedy trial so <laughs> hooray um <laughs> so the trial lasted a week And at the request of the defense, um, his trial was held without a jury, which is smart. That means you're leaving it up to the judge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're leaving it to a jury and a jury is seeing the fucking pictures of the bodies that you turn into masks and, like fucking corsets and shit, no. Like, that jury is going to fucking fry you. No. So also, it is in his best interest.
0: Um, also, you know, just how the jury is chosen. I've been on a jury, and if that had turned into my day, like, I don't know. Yeah, so I
1: think it was the best decision for everybody. Like, also yeah. not traumatizing that jury by having to, like, look at those photos and everything. Um, so, he was still found guilty, as, as expected. So... Right. uh <laughs> He spent the rest of his life in a mental hospital, mm-hmm. and the judge later said that due to prohibitive costs, that Gein was tried for only one murder. Like, that's why. The cost of it would have been, you know, okay, too much for the courts to handle at that point. Uh, but Ed died at the age of 77 due to respiratory failure, and he died in the hospital, and he also had a secondary lung cancer happening. And then over the years, this is kind of just fun facts, souvenir seekers (laughs) chipped pieces away from his gravestone, which I included this in the photo gallery. So there's pictures. Yes. So first they defaced it, and then people started taking pieces of it until the stone itself was completely stolen back in 2000. Wow. It was recovered in June of 2001 near Seattle, is placed into storage at the sheriff's office in um, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and now the gravesite is unmarked. But that does not stop people from coming to visit. It's not unknown. Um, mm-hmm. And so if it's the only, yeah, he's also buried right between Mommy and his brother so Henry. So it'd be obvious, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what happened to all this shit? You know? I'm curious. Oh, that's a good question. So, this is actually, I thought this was one of the most uh, entertaining facts about just the aftermath of the crimes. Mm -hmm. So, the truck he hauled the bodies in was sold to a sideshow carnival. Okay. Where you could pay 25 cents to see it. Yeah. Uh, I
0: know there's places that have, there's also like a doctor's truck uh, that you can see at some other, like, oddity haunted kind of place um and you can see like you can go in the truck or go around the truck and see where this i wonder doctor which dude, doctor it was it was like mercy kills i think and killed
1: oh, okay somebody. the angel yeah. of death situation yeah. i hate those stories they piss me off
0: anyway <laughs> go ahead. that's a whole other that's tangent other i'm gonna calm but down apparently apparently a lot of those places buy those vehicles like yeah it's a big
1: like a tourist attraction yes. and it's kind of like a cult following or mm-hmm. whatever I'm not going to lie. I would fucking pay to see it. Damn it. I'm part of the problem. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, um, so that's what happened to the truck. But what about the farm? Mm -hmm. So the house. Yep. The property. So um, in today's money, I did my homework. It was worth uh, about $41,000. All right. And so someone purchased it, and then it mysteriously burned down. Whoa. So um, arson was suspected but never proven. Right. And that is the end of, so the all of the story. All of
0: the creations,
1: those were, were also already
0: destroyed. Burned. Oh, okay. okay. Those had
1: already been taken yes. by the crime lab and photographed and destroyed, right. which is how we have the amazing okay. photos in there. And then, uh, yeah, so it's almost like somebody bought the farm just to fucking burn it down. Which mm. whoever did that shit, hell yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm Burn down that horror house. It doesn't need to be in existence.
1: No, because it would be like a museum tourist thing, you Mm -hmm. know, where there's nothing wrong with that and I would totally go to it. There's nothing you could do
0: with it at this point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, that said, Geen, you guys, are you ready to see us, Chart? Because I really am. I saw... It's... The messiness of it. She got it on recording second ago. But of course, I don't know what the hell any of it means. It's, so.
0: it's interesting. I feel like there's a lot of little things that I'll be able to talk about. Sweet. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Woo. All right. So, Mr. Ed Gein's chart. I feel like I don't want to say Mister. He doesn't deserve no, Mister. No, he's just. We need a more demeaning. Pronoun. They they like
1: <laughs> to call him creepy old Ed. Creepy old
0: edge chart. Here we go.
1: Or we can just call him Creepy Creeperton. (laughs) Creepy. That's fine, too. That
0: sounds like a cartoon character.
1: He is not a cartoon Mm -hmm. character. He's... That's a fucked up cartoon. Don't let your kids watch that. Actually, all cartoons are pretty fucked up.
0: I think all of them to an extent, probably. No, we
1: tried to watch, like, old Looney Tunes. Like, I don't know, maybe three or four months ago. And seriously, like, there was a whole episode where there was nothing but guns, and even there was one point where mm, guns were just, like, flying yeah. through the air and, like, shooting people. We were like, what is this? I
0: realized, looking back, that a lot of the stuff I watched had a lot of guns in it, but it just wasn't a concern for no, anyone really at the time. but why like, was it not a concern? I, it's funny, and then the other day, Kota said something like, oh, like, shoot you dead, like, he was joking. And I was like, we're no, <laughs> we're not doing that.
1: <laughs> no. Shoot you dead, I... Uh, like where did you no in the sweetest voice in the world he has the sweetest he thought you
0: thought it was a funny joke he was like waiting for me to laugh and i'm like nope we're not gonna
1: do that sorry that's (laughs) not hilarious you're not funny with that that
0: was just such a thing back then
1: it really was anyway not anymore
0: all right so on to back to Ed. yeah Creepy Ed.
1: Creepy Ed.
0: So Ed was born in I don't remember how to say this the right way. Oh it's so La, La Crosse. I think it LaCrosse. Is it
1: LaCroix? Was he born in <laughs> LaCroix?
0: Um, uh, it's like lacrosse Sure. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's not. Uh Wisconsin. Uh, on August twenty seventh, nineteen oh six at eleven thirty PM. Um, so if you have the birthday, uh comment below. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, if that's your birthday. You
0: can find your killer twin.
1: Oh, my gosh, because <laughs> mine is John Wayne Gacy. He was born the day after me, so. Oh, I bet we can find somebody born the same day. Somebody's probably got the same day. Anyway. But does that make him a, I'm guessing, is it a Leo or a Libra?
0: Oh, you, you skipped one. Shit. You skipped one in between that. Ah, oh, dang it. Virgo. Ah! So okay. Yep, we oh, just forgot about Virgo for a half that's second. That's really interesting. I now. think it makes a lot of sense. Um so yeah, his son is in Virgo, uh in his the fourth house, which is um actually I'll get to that in a second. So Virgo Solar Energy, I have a little blurb on these today. Ooh, um they blurb. thrive in it thrives in health initiatives. They kind of focus on um, being of service a lot of times. Are uh, or they like routine, they spend time paying extra attention to detail, um, organizing <laughs> the areas of their lives uh, that are indicated in their house placement of their son, mm-hmm. which is his the fourth. House of Cancer, the mother, the home. No! carry Passing emotions.
1: Um, oh this
0: is a lot of, like, uh, like, choppy waters kind of feelings area. So, like, all of that Virgo energy is funneled into his home and mother and... All of that. Uh, So that's like the light (laughs) of his life. That's like where the sun has illuminated his life. That is a big part of his life. Um, (laughs) uh, Also the chariot. If you're into and tarot um, and uh, yeah, everything is more emotional in this in this house, um, but less emotional in his actual sun energy placement of Virgo, Hmm. Um, because Virgo is more is intuitive, but it's more like grounded. It's an earth sign. so, it's, it's interesting how, like, when Virgo focuses on something, it's not an emotional thing. So, like, if you were working on a project if you and you have a lot of Virgo energy in your chart, um, you probably aren't getting all emotional about it as you're doing it. Like, Virgo is really good at, like, um, they're really comfortable doing their chores. You know, they're really comfortable doing their routine. Like, it's not... Uh, so much of, like, a emotional battle or trying to stay focused like this other people experience.
1: Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh,
0: so, yeah, I could see him with this Virgo energy being so detailed and organizing and, oh my gosh, and tedious, these tedious tasks of creating things, uh. this craftsman um, <sighs> for his house, uh, kind of related to his mother issues. Uh, we're seeing this already just by his sun sign.
1: <laughs> we're not even. We're, we haven't even
0: no. scratched um, the
1: surface. No. And
0: then, oh my gosh. And then him kind of having this colder, like more grounded, like uh, feeling about it, like attitude towards it. Like he's not, like something that should be emotional, but he's not approaching it in an emotional way.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like he's. He's just like he's able
0: to do the tasks. Going about yeah. his
1: business and just getting the job done.
0: Right. Like, he's getting. He wants okay. to make this thing. He's gonna go do ah. the step by step. Check it off. Check. I mean, you gotta go to the graveyard. <laughs> step
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> you got to. it... Yeah. That's
0: Virgo. That's
1: Virgo. Wow. Very.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is it's just the way he ended up using that energy, isn't it? That? That's insane. Wow. Yeah. So then moving on to his moon, um, and your moon placement can also show your relationship to your to your mother so keep that in mind with this uh his moon is in sagittarius okay um in the house of virgo sixth so more virgo energy is kind of put onto his moon um because he's anyway um but sagittarius is not like virgo (laughs) um it's a very free-flowing kind Mm of sign right it's kind of lucky it's lucky adventurous free-spirited expansive um or like actually pretty intelligent spiritual kind of energy um there this lunar Sagittarius frequency seeks security by always moving always growing always self-improving always sort of uh not taking life too seriously in another way like uh if your moon is in Sagittarius like um your emotions, you're kind of just looking... You have this boundless, emotional, uh, adventurous kind of uh, mindset,
1: if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think of, like, happy-go-lucky, like, kind of. Right, just... it,
0: it's it's interesting, and, like, they can really, um, like, the adventurous idea, like, maybe you're not physically, like, going on adventures, but um, it's also about... Going on mental adventures and going on emotional adventures. So, if your moon is here, you might also really get into uh, studying a certain subject or like okay. really taking it to the next level. This can also show if you have a lot of Sagittarius or ninth house in your chart. It can also show a lot of uh, like an interest in higher education because you're okay. wanting to really take it take it to the next level. Like, where can we go with this? What can we what more can we learn? You know, you want to like really feel this area out. Kind of like how Pisces will. Want an escape that in that mm. way?
1: Ugh, it's All of mine. Sagittarius isn't necessarily doing it
0: for an escape. They're just excited by the process of learning all of this stuff. So nice.
1: Um, just it's always been thinking of Britney Spears because she is a Sagittarius <laughs> and she yeah. loves to read, and that's one of her favorite. It's one of her things. Yes, like, mm-hmm. and she's not doing it for any reason except she just loves it and yep. loves to like kind of do that sort of thing. It's so I always it, I can't think of Sagittarius it's, without thinking of her. So yeah, I mean. I think like, having, like, having having very, time.
0: like, elaborate hobbies would mm-hmm. be, yeah, a Sagittarius thing. Because um, they're just so excited by, like, doing, like, learning or going places or, yeah. It's by pure excitement is the nice.
1: point of it. I like
0: it. And you can kind of assume with the Virgo house where he directed this energy uh, back in the same thing as his Sun sign that I was mentioning earlier. And uh, Sixth House is, you know, it's like that tedious... Virgo stuff it, again. I'm trying not to repeat the same words I just said. Um, He's so
1: disciplined.
0: Oh my god. Well, that would be more of like a Capricorn Saturn. Oh. Discipline is a good word for like Capricorn oh, Okay. Anyway. um, I misspelled a word. I had to fix it. Oh, I mean... <laughs> We're talking about Virgo. I had to fix my... Nobody else is going to see my... it, but you should totally fix it. Um. Okay, so his moon <laughs> sign... Like I was saying, can also uh, relate to the Mother. Um, And so, as Sagittarius, uh, being his moon, and by looking at the aspects on his chart, which I'm not even going to get into today, like, usually I really focus on the aspects, but he has so much going on. Like, it's it would it would be a very long episode if i went through all of this.
1: and we haven't been timing ourselves so it may nope. already be a We're lot. really
0: just going at it. I'm going to you know, keep my eye on the clock in the oh, corner okay. of my
1: Okay.
0: Cool. Anyway, um <laughs> you know, i think she really taught him uh to find pride in this like mercurial um inner uh wisdom kind of logical practical side. Um And maybe she showed some of that too in herself. Hmm. Um, She really discouraged him from any kind of marriage. Uh, Hmm. There's a square to Juno. There's a (laughs) challenge from the mother and mother energy to wanting a partner to be committed to.
1: So weird tidbit. I was wondering, (laughs) do you think that Ed Gein was a virgin? I I don't know. But because well, what
0: do you? What do you think he could have been doing with the bodies though? Like That's is there the thing, any because he
1: says he but did would nothing. That,
0: but would that count if he had? I there's so many questions I have. Uh, I was also asking like would he talk to the bodies as he walks yeah. around his
1: house? Like he totally talked like, to the bodies. He had to have. 100%. Like the masks like, walk by, oh, hey, man. <laughs> I feel like he put them on, like, they on the furniture mm. to, like, have friends around Like, okay, it's a
0: connection, it's a human connection in a way.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a weird one, and it's a not a cool one, but whatever. Anyway. But I and then, wondered if he is a virgin. And
0: then I wonder about the mother. Because would the mother have put her uh, beliefs on him so much that she would have become, like, a partner in that way? You know what I mean? Like oh. do you think that they could uh, there could have been any sexual undertones to that relationship? Oh, well,
1: I absolutely think there were undertones because I feel like he was in love with her and that he yeah. was so devoted to her that maybe he mm-hmm. that was misplaced in like I what just, he was I would had wonder if anything happened know. there ever. Some incest anyway. speculation. We are speculating I, <laughs> AF, but I, mean, I like I like thinking about this whole what, it, it, I, I, there's a
0: lot to think about and question. I have a lot of questions like And you've got a lot
1: of answers,
0: uh because this is fantastic. I love it. Okay, sorry. All right. Uh, Yeah, and uh, let's see what else. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and she really ended up, she was his main source of, like, love and appreciation, for sure, Um, and really moved him forward in, like, what he was going to be known for later, his reputation. Um, (sighs) So she... (laughs) It just mm-hmm. works out, like, how she encouraged him, you know, it's just, and how to she challenged him. To viewers.
1: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: man. There's, yeah, there's a lot there. <laughs> wow. Um, and then, what was next? What was I going to say? Okay. Now, his mother, now, well, since we're mentioning her, you know, I looked up her, like, basic chart. I don't have a lot of inform- her information, okay. but she's a cancer son. Um, and an Aries moon. And like I have mentioned before, the Aries moons can be more aggressive emotionally, mm-hmm. um, and really, uh, pushy and, uh, can go get physical, or more likely to get physical when they're, um, highly emotional or create, like, a ah. physicality. Yeah. Um, it's one of the most common moon signs for people who do commit, um, murder and things like that. Okay. So, Interesting. <laughs> uh, like serial killers a lot of um like that it's per, higher percentages for those who have aries moons um mm. so that's just an interesting thing to keep note of um and then her cancer sun sign is right where eds jupiter and neptune are um and jupiter will show an expansion of the energy wherever it is um so there's a more more evidence of her personality really influencing his life and having a big uh, effect on his life, um, and a lot of people really like people who have a strong placement where their Jupiter is. Did I say that where it makes sense?
1: Like people favor
0: those. Yeah, people usually favor. Well, no, because no? like Cause it's, that's okay. That okay, so it. if Ed's Jupiter is in Cancer, so he was more likely to like people who have a lot of cancer in their chart. Oh, yeah, okay. there we go. Okay, okay. Uh, so he probably, that's just more him liking his mom um, uh, and her being so a huge much. part of his life and part of his self-growth and all of that, uh, what he evolves into
1: um, mm.
0: and really probably caring and caring for him. But uh, then Neptune being there, it's a lot of um, dreamy world delusion kind of thing. He um, talked about delusions. So his mother would be the source of a lot of those <laughs> delusions. Um, just again. And then his mother and him, uh, their life paths, their North Node and South Node, excuse me, are opposite each other. Okay. Uh, my mom and I have this, actually, too.
1: <laughs> really?
0: Where my mom and I, yeah, our, our North and South Nodes are flipped, like, it's just, uh-huh. it, it means, like, it's a very karmic connection with that person. So, like, okay, um, like, you are destined, like, there's a, there's a big, big piece of your destiny in, like, each other. Like, if that makes sense. I'm not very well. No, um, I don't like I know what you mean. Like, you have to, it's, like, a big part of your life path, um. To be around this person. Okay. In some way.
1: They're significant.
0: They're very significant. You're significant to each other. Yes. It's
1: mutual. Okay. Exactly. It's a symbiotic relationship. (laughs) Symbiotic. I know. Gross. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, uh, So
0: getting into the life paths. um, Let's see. So his south node is in Aquarius um conjunct Chiron in retrograde so how many times have we seen Chiron involved with these people's past in some way yeah um a lot of times on this podcast so far um and that's that's his emotional trauma and his wounds and his vulnerabilities um and really how he reflects on them and his past it's all really it's all tied to his past okay um and as we know about his past, uh,
1: ah, Ed. Mm-hmm.
0: So him, him. The idea with your North Node and South Node is that you want to find the best things about your South Node and use those tool as tools to help you move forward into your life path okay. in your North Node. Um, with this, it it makes that really really challenging for him, um, is he would really have to find. In order for him to have done this, he would have to, in a healthy way, he would have to have healed from the past trauma Mm -hmm. and moved on with his life. Um, So this probably for him would have involved therapy and, you know, a lot of things that he either didn't have access to or wasn't going to do. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't um, know what therapy was like back then too. We're See, talking the forties right. and fifties. How would I was that have even? me, you know? Like, exactly. I don't think that men- mental health was not. I don't a really think he would have had
0: access to the type of help he needed. Right. Um, and no, so um, or maybe some kind of circumstance in his life could have somehow helped him. I don't know, but I it really he would have had to get over this trauma. Yeah. In order to have a good experience on his life path Mm -hmm. um so and as being an Aquarius it really shows him being an outsider him um kind of being an oddball quirky kind of (laughs) uh
1: he was all those things really really
0: thinking about the bigger picture like society Mm -hmm. um and I could see that with his mother like putting focus on like societies and like how they're wrong or bad or whatever um but you're really thinking like um kind of colder feeling kind of big picture thinking um you're thinking about how you relate to your peers uh how like group dynamics and he's thinking about all that stuff um oh, man <laughs> and then his north node would be opposite that okay so that puts it in leo
1: Ha! Huh. <laughs> I don't see him as a Leo. He's, it's or his North any, Node. anything about him
0: Leo, so this is... Yeah, but he wouldn't have anything in Leo. But he yeah, has, any of the Leo His columns. chart is actually very spread out. So really? he has a okay. lot of all the energies, really. Um, so yeah, his North Node being a Leo, it's conjunct um, Mars and Mercury. So okay. this, is, this is him moving into this Leo-y space. Um we always face the third house he's really he's thinking more about smaller groups of people so as he goes through his life he's probably um being more isolated like pulling away from uh society more Mm -hmm. um it's not total isolation uh or we would probably see more of like a 12th house placement here but this is like um this is this is pulling away or wanting smaller groups of people at at the very least um and he's really thinking about the prac like practical uses. He's getting more. He's it's a a very um, witty kind of placement. It's um, action oriented. His future future. <laughs> um,
1: I like the air quotes. It's
0: it's oh man. It's hard to explain some a little bit. Um, but we've had. A lot of Mars interactions with people who end up being physical with their, like, delusions and things like that.
1: Oh. Um, and
0: a lot of, like, it really puts him at more and more likely to act on the trauma from his past in a physical way and in a very mental, practical, planning kind of way. Because okay. um, Mercury mm. rules, like, Gemini, you know, think you think, like, um, active thought, like, really quick thinking, um... Uh, kind of like a planner like they're um got a lot of common sense like smart and then that mars energy is that fire and the passion and that like physicality and the, <laughs> and then leo is really wanting to express right like leo oh, okay. is all that expression he's ex- he's go stemming uh-huh. from trauma and this odd outsider kind of energy to expressing that In a physical and mental way. Like, does that make sense?
1: I mean, he definitely expressed (laughs) his uh, Mm -hmm. inner fantasies, if Mm -hmm. you will, because... Like he he literally talked about yep. dressing up in these outfits and pretending to be his mom. Like so, he was having these fantasies. Right, and he was clearly acting them out, and there was a creative aspect. Yeah, of it. I mean, it's horrible, but yeah, and there's there's, there's a, a, creative a creative energy creative... with Leo. Yeah, um, and it
0: and the tediousness of of Virgo, mm-hmm. and then he's really most comfortable in his home. So like doing
1: he was his man. true self.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> Um, and then when you see how his life ended, you can really see that small community kind of situation, um, throughout, you know, just following Mm -hmm. his life path. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you're in a, uh, mental institution, you're not isolated, but you're also, you're around small groups of people. Mm -hmm. You're kind of in a little community. And that's... It's a
1: very selective... How
0: that manifested in his life. yes. (laughs) Wow. Um, let's see. What else did I have here? Oh, yeah. And then his south node being uh, in his 10th house. Did I yeah. Or, let's see. Mm-hmm. In his 9th house, it became like the, like I was saying earlier, if you have a lot of stuff in your, what do you have in your 9th house is like what you feel excited about and what you feel like you want to ad- adventure and take further. Uh, um, that's, mm-hmm. it's, it's all based on his trauma from his past. Wow. Um, so it's really like.
1: He's taking his trauma to the mm-hmm. next level. That like, that was
0: his. That's what he decided to do oh, in his life path. Uh, that's totally what he decided to okay. do.
1: Um, it's so crazy how, ooh, like, the chart is mm-hmm. always spot There's on in our life. Like, mm-hmm. every time.
0: Man, and uh, I see that his uh, Lilith is really going to put him in um, more of an isolating situation. It's like that energy where you're really self-empowering and you're you're manipulating situations into your favor and you're really uh, finding this, it's kind of like this inner power, you know, it's kind of, sometimes okay. it's seen as dark, but it's really just kind of like taboo, I think. Um, hmm. So, excuse me. <laughs> so this is, this is him in Gemini in his 12th house. And so it's causing him in more of an isolated a isolated situation. It's, Uh, based in delusions and like this dreamy world of intuition and um, for him it was really deluded Um, and it's right next to Ceres which is all about your foundation for love and nurturing and what you would get from your mother so it's it's for that those energies for him are very tied together and they're square his sun sign. so for him to say that when he was taking these actions um, he felt like he wasn't like present exactly right. like that's kind of you can that's one of the areas you can see this on his chart is where like the light of his life like his personality and who he um really felt good about being did not like there was a disconnect or a challenge there uh, uh-huh. between when he would act on this like inner power and really wanting to manipulate the situations and Make these, these, these things Carry happen for out. himself. Yeah. Carry it out, yeah. Because part of him would reject it, I think.
1: But yeah, because he said that, um, like, he went to the graveyard, like, mm-hmm. 40 times. And 30 of those 40 times... I didn't He, do it every like, time. he <laughs> left without his prizes that he <laughs> wanted.
0: Oh, God! It's, so, there's a conflicting yeah. feeling. Yeah. And there's a lot of conflicting feelings on his chart. And I, I won't go through all of them. Fits, but that's one that I thought would be, like, interesting. <laughs> and it's
1: very... Yeah, because mm-hmm. he even admits that exact thing. Right. Like, that he felt like
0: he mm-hmm. didn't want
1: to be, it sounds like he didn't want to be doing it, but he was doing exactly. it and he couldn't help it, and it's like, but he wanted to do it, but not really, but not I thought, really. it was like he would come to and be like, what am I doing? Right. I like, can't fucking oh. do this. Why am I doing this? Ugh. Oh, I
0: gotta be my brain for for a second. Okay.
1: Oh, yeah. Now I'm pregnant. Okay. I have no excuse. I'm just, this is who I am as a person and it's awful. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, (laughs) All right. There's two more things I'll go through real quick. Woo! All right.
0: Um, Now his ascendant. I didn't go through his, his, mention his ascendant yet. Your ascendant is uh, your first house placement, his is in Gemini. So this would, in general, it kind of makes you more of a more about communication and thinking. It's like you come off, it's how you come off your people. So um, you might come off in a more intellectual way. A lot of these people come off as more of a social butterfly, but he has so much other stuff going on. He's far from a social butterfly. But very witty, smart he was, was very smart. um, uh, Very good at people liked him communicating. Yeah, and they, they mean. Exactly, he was a
1: likable person, but he mm-hmm. was just kind of weird. That's how right. people described him.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's got both energies going on. It's just eh. so you you know he might have viewed other people as too broad thinking, um, <laughs> less able to speak their minds. Like he he <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. he feels the need to be the communicator um, for whatever. Uh, well, usually, <laughs> it's about like. Uh, being the communicator for everyone around you but for him I feel like it's kind of interesting because his first planet which is one of your ruling planets when you look at a chart it's Pluto and this really sets a weird undertone to the Gemini ascendant (laughs) um because this Pluto is you know kind of its rules is one of the rulers of Scorpio um it's a little bit eerie like more of a biting, ruthless energy. Um, because it, But it's sensitive at the same time and, like, um, based on intuition and psychicness and, like, okay. um, the, the darker depths of your subconscious. It's intense and it's about power. It's about the transformations of life and death. Oh. Um, like, a lot about, it's, yeah. Uh, so just having that mixed in with the you know, um, Gemini is makes- very interesting
1: It makes me think of his relationship with his brother. Really? Because, yeah, like, when I hear all of that, that's what Mm I, like, immediately thought of. Because he was communicating his mother's wishes... To his brother and was extremely passionate about it like how dare oh, that's you that's right how dare yeah. you want to date this divorcee mm-hmm. you know what mom thinks about about it and then when his brother disagreed mm-hmm. it sent him on a fucking tailspin and yeah. he got aggressive and violent yep. and like angry he yep. was sensitive and passionate about this thing yes. and communicating that message mm-hmm. so like all of that to me ties into his relationship with his brother right just <laughs> uh-oh We're very sensitive over here. We're sensitive to knocking things off the table. I'm so clumsy. But, yeah, that's how I, Mm -hmm. I don't know, when you said all those things, it immediately made me think of that relationship. It's it's like all of this fast,
0: bright, like, Gemini energy, but, like, tied into this dark, depthy, like, intense Pluto energy. And it's very, like, oh, that's a lot. And you're so complicated, bro. <laughs> you're a complicated, man. why well,
1: you got it? Um, oh my God, I'm not gonna say. It. <laughs> no.
0: He also has Jupiter in his first house, uh and that's like more about his mom, like I mentioned earlier, and then also just like expansion of himself and his identity. Um His vertex is the other thing I wanted to mention real quick and it is in Scorpio. Okay. Uh this is kind of where life throws you. So he's more prone to be in situations Um, That involves scorpionic things like um, death, uh, rebirth, transformation, um, the darker undertones of life, like um, the occult, like under, like the, uh, what's the word, like reading between the lines kind of stuff, like um, psychic ability, um, what was I going to say? Also, like, sensuality and sexuality would be um, in this, hmm. in this area, but I don't, we don't obviously know
1: Yeah, we don't, that's what I <laughs> about want to that. know. If I could mm-hmm. ask Ed Gein a question, it would be, like, are you, did you ever have sex? Are you, did you ever lose that V card? Oh What's God. going on? I'm just super genuinely curious because, mm-hmm. I mean, unless it was to his mom, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It it's really it's super gross
0: and weird, but anyway, yeah, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll never know, but you we'll know, it's interesting. Like sometimes to think I can kind of like get an idea from a chart, but it's like so it's such a weird situation. I have no idea. Right. A weird chart too. Yeah, <laughs> everyone starts weird, but
1: his is just. It's interesting that he's. Mm-hmm in like so many different energies and different signs like that oh I mean yeah really fascinating
0: oh yeah and then his libra um space is interesting too libra is like um can be really into uh like aesthetics and making their environment nice and it's not all about libra but that's some of about yeah. libra um and really wanting to make things look nice um and he has oh. venus there and his Pholus there so Pholus is like uh, where you really go overboard in an area, you know, you really like overdo it a little <laughs> bit, um, and then Venus like is what rules Libra, uh, <laughs> okay. and that's more of like really wanting this aesthetic, nice, pleasant uh, environment and uh, life. Uh, his so definition
1: can, of pleasant, you know, aesthetic. Yeah, is it really the taste. From,
0: the taste is always unique to the person. Okay. Yes. Um. But so yeah, they, the it. fact that he wanted to make it. Like nice, like in his area, like with his
1: I mean, creations. It's crazy because he was like a hoarder. Because I showed you the pictures. Yeah, but that's how he liked it. I guess. And then he <laughs> put all the craftsmanship into the mm-hmm. skin lamps and mm-hmm. hand gloves, really physically and... expressing that. Uh-huh. So interesting. Yeah. Oh
0: God. Yeah. Uh, and he felt good doing that. That that was something his Lilith placement liked. Was, oh like...
1: no. <laughs> That's terrible.
0: Well, I will leave it there. Okay. Um, he had a very interesting chart. Again, he was a Virgo Sun, a Sagittarius Moon, and a Gemini Rising.
1: That's a that's quite a combo. Well, you guys, that is Ed Gein. Mm-hmm. That is episode eight, <laughs> our spooky <laughs> Halloween episode. I think that we definitely um talked about some we scary definitely
0: shit got some creepy stuck content in. And- so today. next time yeah. you watch
1: Silence of the Lambs, I want you to think of the person who inspired a horrifying character, um, and you know, kind of see the movie in a different way. Because mm-hmm. Happy I, Halloween, I will think of it differently. Happy, okay. How do you say it? Shyam, Shyam, uh, Sawin,
0: or Sam Haden, or Sam.
1: That's okay, but Sam- it's him. but
0: it's really like Sawin. <laughs> oh, I see. I, can't, I it's, can't. it's an interesting word.
1: I, all, I the, all the other
0: Sabbaths are easier to say. Well, that's why we're not true.
1: Well, have that. are not <laughs> Whatever you celebrate. uh, D- Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. Is also around now. Is it around now? Again, I thought... you mixed that one up. I mix it up. I think it's in May, <laughs> and Cinco she, de Mayo. I, but it, I knew it's not... She Cin- knows
0: it's not Ugh. Cinco de Mayo, but, but she still like, thinks they're both in May.
1: I feel like they should both happen. May is a big month. It me. can't
0: happen in May. It makes no energetic sense to me for that to be in May.
1: no i'm i'm very confused (laughs) and i've talked about that multiple times which is silly it's funny um but thank you guys for being here for supporting us and supporting our beautiful brain baby that is this podcast uh we love doing it Mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so (laughs) So please, uh, like, subscribe, follow, check us out on Instagram. You can follow us individually too. Mm -hmm. I am at Brit underscore Oakley. If you're into pictures of my super cute dog, lots of poll videos, lots of (laughs) mental health advocacy Mm -hmm. and body positive stuff. And then Amy. Yeah. And
0: I'm Aruka Rose on, uh, Instagram. And I do daily astrology most of the time. Um, most I the do, time, yeah. and I do um, a lot of a lot of other astro information um, over runes and a lot of witchy type of topics. And, and just
1: like gorgeous photos, like I you like are so good at photography. I like the
0: aesthetics of Instagram for sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Every now and then you'll get a yoga or a pole dance picture, but yes. yeah, not so much lately with the with the baby.
1: There's a baby coming, mm-hmm. and hopefully it's going to be Pisces.
0: <laughs> Either Pisces or Aries, vote below.
1: <laughs> vote below. Vote.
0: You know uh-huh. the
1: right... The right choice. No, mm-hmm. I, there is no right choice. I
0: might there. do a poll later on my Instagram just to see who guesses, <gasps> like see what if people guess it right. Or like, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: just what are you feeling with vibes? Yeah, I'm feeling Pisces vibes because that's what I always feel because I'm so in my in my element. Also,
0: the gender. We don't I'll be surprised too. Okay, so. so you don't know the. You gender got yet. lots of polls.
1: We can was... do.
0: <laughs> we got lots of guessing. People can do.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. I am. am also gonna participate. So, um, <laughs> come interact with us. Let us know what you think. Leave us a comment. Mm-hmm. We're always happy to get feedback. But Yay. Thank you, guys. We're going to be back soon with another super creepy episode. We're on a theme. So we've got a theme coming up for the harvest season. So prepare yourselves. <laughs> and stay amazing. Stay awesome. Love yourselves. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>